Welcome to the LifeLinks Leadership Podcast, insight and training from leaders around our network. Here's your host, Ian Bird. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome again to another LifeLinks Leadership Podcast, where our goal every month is to provide you with some content that will encourage you and inspire you in your leadership. And I want to encourage you as well that if you like the content we're providing, to please rate it on Podbean or iTunes, and also if you can share it on social media so that others have the opportunity to uh, connect with us, that would be wonderful. We would really appreciate it. Well, today I have a great privilege to uh, have as guest um, uh, Dave Wells, the leader emeritus of LifeLinks International. Of course, he means a lot. He and Linda mean a lot to Val and me. They've mentored us over the years and prepared us to become team leaders here in October. And uh, Dave and Linda, of course, have led in our network for many years and have a lot of wisdom. And so uh, I thought it would be good to chat with them today as we head into the fall season. Uh, You know, I've heard from many people that um, they're feeling tired and a bit weary and maybe a little fatigued of this COVID-19 season. And so I was praying, who could I, who could we, who could I interview who would have some wisdom and just some uh, encouragement? And Dave came to mind. I really felt the Lord just highlighted him. So Dave, thanks for your willingness to come on the, the call today. We really appreciate you. Well, it's really good to be here, Ian, and it's always a privilege to spend time with you. And hopefully uh, some of what we have to share today will will help other people and encourage other people. So that's obviously the goal, right? So it is I look indeed. forward to, to this time of discussion. Yeah, well, thank you. And thanks for being willing to, to take the time. So I want to just jump right in, Dave, and you, you know, you've been in the ministry through a number of seasons, obviously, and number of years. And so when someone in this season is saying, look, I, I'm feeling fatigued spiritually and physically and emotionally. And, you know, someone had shared with me recently, a, a good friend had said that, uh, you know, he felt like the COVID-19 season was like a, a, a low-grade fever that was always happening in the background. You always didn't feel quite quite right. And uh, you felt a bit off balance. And I think a lot of us feel that way because of the decisions we've had to make and being online with our services more and all that stuff. What are some areas you would encourage people in as far as how to deal with that weariness and just just get stronger uh, in this time? Well, you know, I I think I think it's it's uh, the whole COVID-19 thing has been a new ballgame for everybody. We've never you know, we haven't walked through anything like this before. Leaders haven't, churches haven't, you know, and I, I think that at first when COVID-19 first hit, I mean, uh, conscientious pastors were just going hundred miles an hour. All of a sudden they had to change their, their way of reaching their people. They had to go to figure out all the online stuff and how to get online. And uh, that was a confusing time for a lot of people. You had to upgrade your equipment if you weren't already involved in doing stuff online, then you had to learn how to do it. And so then you had to, you know, try and stay in contact with your people because now all of a sudden you're not meeting with them on a weekly basis anymore. And so that, that took a real toll on, on leaders. I mean, it uh, put a lot of pressure on uh, senior pastors and and on staff. And, uh, and so I think that wore people out. I mean, I think there was a weariness that came, you know, everybody got into zoom meetings and, after a while, you got zoomed out, and you just didn't <laughs> want to do that anymore. And and so it's been a continuous moving target. And I, I think that a lot of pastors, uh, in trying to find that balance, have swung from one ditch to another. I mean, then the the, the dangerous thing what happened to a lot of pastors is that they did get tired, and then they swung into the ditch of 
of complacency and uh and then party started and just kind of kind of uh, bailed out in some ways uh and uh and so i think that's actually the greater danger is um becoming complacent as a christian and becoming complacent as a leader and just kind of hunkering down and and um not you know just kind of sliding along which i think is is actually more dangerous Mm-hmm. And so I know I've seen that in my own self. I've seen that. Well, you just kind of, and I don't think, be, I, I think being in the summer, it, it both, was both a blessing that we could move into summer shortly after COVID-19 hit, but, uh, and that, because then we could do a lot of stuff outdoors and, and uh, reduce the danger of the virus. But then on the other hand, we got into summer mode, which kind of compounded um, the, you know, some of the complacency that, COVID-19 would bring about. So here we are coming out of summer mode into the fall. So that'll be really interesting over this next month or two to see what, where we're really at. I think, I think coming into September, October, we'll find out where we're at. I think there's a lot of churches, a lot of leaders. Honestly, we don't know where we are with our congregations. So how, how can you, so I appreciate the point you're making because you know, it's a good point. There can be a, a weariness and a fatigue factor, but there can also be a complacency that sets in. What would you encourage leaders to do as we head into the fall to maybe stir themselves from that? And and how, how can we maybe, um, you know, push forward in a, in a deliberate way? Well, you know, I, I think that, you know, it's interesting that, um, you know, in, in Hebrews chapter 12, uh, the last part of the chapter in um in verse 27 actually it says well actually going back a bit more in verse um 26 says and his voice shook the earth then but now he's promising yet once more i will shake not only the earth but also the heaven and this expression yet once more denotes the removing of those things which can be shaken as of created things so that those things which cannot be shaken may remain therefore since we receive a kingdom which cannot be shaken let us show gratitude by which we may offer to God an acceptable service with reverence and awe for a God us consuming fire. So the writer to the Hebrews is talking about how God's shaking everything. And I, I obviously this whole COVID-19 crisis is a shaking. There's no question about it. Shaking nations, shaking economies, uh, shaking a whole world, shaking travel and a shaking the church because we can't do church the way we normally were doing church. But what's really interesting is the very next thing that the writer to the Hebrews says in Hebrews 13, verse 1, is that love of the brethren continue. Mm. And yeah. so the very first strategy that the writer says, in the midst of everything shaking, that love of the brethren continue. And do not, then he goes on, do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, and he keeps on going on. And so I want to say that the main thing that we need to focus on, again, is discipleship, relationship, fellowship, that's the thing that we need to focus on the most. And uh, that does a number of things. It, it recharges you. It encourage, we encourage one another in the Lord. We not forsake the assembly of ourselves together as a matter of some, as a habit of some is. So we encourage one another. We, we, we sharpen one another. We, and discipleship comes out of that. So that, to me, is a major factor that I think every leader as the church needs to, to focus on. We need to ask our, the questions, how can I continue to foster an environment where love of the brethren continues? It's really good. 
So reminding, right. reminding ourselves as leaders and then reminding the people we lead that it's as simple as caring for others and wanting to connect with others and not, not forsaking that. And I think, I think the other thing that you're, you know, referencing too, Dave, is the disconnect with summer, but also the disconnect with being online. You know, I mean, it is different. Um, I've, you know, uh, there, there's that lack of personal connection. And I know, you know, I know just watching it that, that some people enjoy that actually, you know, kind of being disconnected. I think, I don't think they've, they've minded that, whereas others have really missed it. But what I hear from you is, we need to be deliberate, even as leaders, to make sure we're connecting with others. And I like also what you're saying about the energy that comes from that. Um, yeah. Um, would you have some other thoughts for us just along that line? You know, I, I think about David encouraging himself when he felt maybe, you know, in Zikleg, and that's a whole different picture. But sometimes it feels like we're in a bit of a Zikleg moment with all the things that are happening around us. What are some other things that we can do to encourage ourselves and stir ourselves? Well, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, uh, it's really important. Obviously, your devotional life, I don't care what you're going through. Your devotional life is important. Reading your Bible, your prayer life, um, receiving, you know, feeding or teaching. Uh, there's lots of stuff online that can really feed your soul, feed your spirit. Uh, doing that. Uh, I know for myself over these last few months, I've done more reading than I've done for a long time, I've read more books. Um, so I've been feeding my own soul, feeding my own spirit by doing that. Of course, there's a ton of stuff. You know, everybody's writing about COVID-19, the church world, starting up church again, what that's going to look like. There's so much stuff out there, right? That in some ways, it's almost overwhelming. Every leader has five points to this, five points to that, five <laughs> points to know how to pivot, five points to come out of you know, to, to get back into it. And, and I mean, it just, you know, it's, I kind of chuckle to myself sometimes. It's not quite as simple as all that. I've read some of these five points and I'm thinking, I wonder if you guys that actually wrote the five points actually lived it out themselves. That's a good point. Well, I, th I think everybody's in real time right now. So the, the reality is we're all trying to adjust. We're all trying to figure it out at the same time. So I don't know if anyone's right. really an expert yet, but, um, but that's, a, that's a good point. Oh. Yeah, but just keeping to the basics, keeping not not getting distracted by all of this, but staying the course with our own personal uh, devotional life and 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 staying true to the Lord. That makes sense. Yeah, it's it's really a matter of getting back to the real fundamentals of the faith, and you know, and that's what you need to do. You know, it's like, you know, if you're on a on a sports team, you know, whether it be a hockey team or or whatever football team, and all of a sudden the team's not doing very well and not and struggling. Uh, what does a coach normally do? The coach says, "Well, we got to get back to the basics. We got to get back to the fundamentals. We got to get back to the meat and potatoes of what it means to be a sports team or a hockey team or whatever." Well, it's the same thing to do with church. Let's get back to what's really important. Let's get back to the core, basic activities that a believer should engage in, that a church should engage in. And, um, and I think you, I think that you, if you do that, you can ride out the storm and, and ride out, ride it out successfully. No, that's good. I really appreciate that, Dave. I think that's really good, uh, good encouragement, good advice. You know, one of the things you mentioned about riding out the storm and being able to deal with the uncertainties, uh, you also mentioned about being unsure, maybe many leaders of where their church is actually at and, and going to be seeing that in the next little while. 
what would your suggestions be with how to make decisions moving forward? You know, it's like a moving target in in a way right now. We, we're always taught to to plan long term and short term, you know, short term, long term goals. But you know, it's a moving target. What would be some um, some suggestions you'd have with how leaders can be dealing with this right now? Well, I, I think personally, like, I mean, we're just uh, here in Regina at Harvest City, we're just in the beginning stages of opening everything back up again. So we've had two Sundays. Uh, the last two Sundays, we've had live service where people could actually, you know, register and, and attend. Obviously, there are, you know, our services are much smaller than they were before because number one, we have to social distance in, in such a way we are, we cannot put as many people in our facility. And then secondly, it, it's taking time for people to, to come back. But one of the things that I think we're doing right, Ian, one of the things that I see happening, um, which is which is really encouraging, is we're creating what I what I what I would call rallying points. I think our church, I think the majority of the body of Christ wants to reconnect. I think people are tired. I mean, in some ways, people enjoyed the summer. In some ways, but I think there's a as a hunger, an increasing hunger for wanting to reconnect as a believer with the body of Christ. And so what we're seeing is as we're beginning to produce rallying points where people can come together, whether it be small groups, whether it be our men's meeting, whether it be Sunday morning live service, whether it be what we're doing on the internet, whether it be you know doing our going live in our, uh, on the internet with our Sunday morning services or creating other online events that people can connect. I think that's a real key. And I think that, if, and, and what I'm seeing is, as we're doing that, uh, we're seeing more and more people reconnecting almost weekly. Every week, we got more people reconnecting than the week before. So it's actually quite encouraging. And what it's showing me is that people do want to, to reconnect. Now, I, I believe that obviously there are some people who are on the fringe of the body of Christ or not strong believers. Those kinds of people are in danger of becoming casualties and just simply drifting away. Uh, in a time like this. But I think the meat and potatoes of the church, the body of Christ, the people that are that have sincere faith in Christ, those people want to reconnect in some way. And I think if a leadership team can sit down and begin to discuss, okay, let's provide connecting points good. for people. Yeah. And, and give people, whether that be online, whether it be small groups, whether it be you know, firing up a men's ministry or a women's ministry or doing some stuff to do with parenting or prophetic or whatever. When churches start providing those contact points, those connecting points, rallying points, I think they'll, they'll be to re-engage their church. That's mm, good. That's good. And obviously, sounds like you need, a, especially in this day and age, that whole thing of having it online, having in person, the whole balance of that. People, you know, and you're probably finding this too. Um, the, the stat that, you know, is coming out right now about the engagement at a church level is a third, a third, a third. So people are saying that a third of the people are going to be right ready to be back in there again, uh, joining in, participating. A third of the people are, are maybe in between on that. And a third of the people are potentially going to wait uh, until everything's uh, maybe more stable or vaccine. I don't know. Are you finding that? Let me ask you that. Is that is that something that that you guys are seeing as far as that kind of ratio? It's a bit early for us to to really tell yet. Um, what we're seeing is like our we've had uh, we started on li uh, live services on Sunday here two weeks ago, 
Uh, each Sunday there's more. And, and I would say that we're full, like we're turning people away. Uh, so that means we're going to, a, we're going to go to a double service here right away within the next week or two, a couple of weeks, probably mid by mid September, we'll be into a double service. And if that fills up, we'll go into a triple service. Um, so we're encouraged by that. We're seeing more people coming back. I know my men, I lead a men's, men, a men's group. And as soon as I opened it up, uh, which I did about maybe a month ago, um, bang, we had the same numbers that we had in any typical summer. Um, and so right now our men's, my men's groups as strong now as it was before COVID. Great. Yeah. So I'm really encouraged, but that the guys are, that have been coming to it, um, are showing up yeah. and, um, and really enjoying it. We're really hungry for it. So that's very encouraging. That's telling me that in terms of our men's ministry, we're doing better than a third, a third, a third. That's we're really basically good. almost back to where we would before, before COVID. No, that's fantastic. Well, like you said, it's going to take some time to, to figure out some of that. But I think even what you were saying about, you know, depending on how that ratio breaks out, having some things online, having things in person, uh, it's going to be important for all of us to, to have that in some way. Um, yeah, because I mean, what we're finding out is that, is that we now have people that are consider themselves part of our congregation who live in other cities. Wow. And they're actually, they're actually tithing to us. They're actually giving to us as their local church. <laughs> and, um, and so there's, a, there's, so we're finding people in different parts of the world that have said, Hey, Harvest City Church is now our, our home church. Isn't that amazing? Wow. Well, it is kind of an interesting phenomenon. <laughs> so they're doing, they're doing more than just, just listening to us online they are actually committing uh, themselves to us as a local church. So that's, that's interesting. And, and, you know, here's a thought for you that, you know, it, it really does change the definition of what it means for some people to be part of a church, you know, and what does that look like? So somebody who's another part of the world wants to be part of your church. Um, how does that work? And what are the, like you said, what are the, the, those points that will, we'll get them connected. So I think these are all things that are, that are things that we're all having to try to deal with. And, and that kind of leads into my next question. Um, how can we grow in our flexibility in this season? You know, a little less controlling, a little more nimble, ready to, ready to adjust because everything you're talking about a year ago, you know, it wasn't on the radar. So what are some suggestions for us regarding that? Well, I mean, I, I think that, you know, we have to be nimble in the sense that that there are no experts, as you said here yourself, Ian, a few minutes ago, there are no experts in this issue. Um, it, we're dealing with a moving target, and there's lots of unknowns at this point still. We don't know exactly what the winter season is going to be like. You know, we've basically been dealing with COVID in a summer season. Now we're going into a winter season, which means that there's going to be a lot more people indoors. And so what's that going to look like? Um, uh, so that'll be, a, that'll be an interesting challenge. And, and I guess it all, we don't know. It's an unknown. Um, so, in, so we're just going to have to be quick on our feet as leaders to, to, to deal with it almost, almost on a weekly, monthly basis. We could be dealing with a different ball game. I think the key is, is that no matter what we face, is not to just, you know, give up or just quit. But to say, no, we need, there's a way, there is, there is a way of engaging people no matter what. And, and 
and uh, and I believe that God will give us some some wisdom and strategies going forward. But I I don't think I haven't heard anybody that comes up with has come up with the magic one two three. This is guaranteed success uh, for how to deal with this going forward. I I think going forward it's it's like almost a weekly deal. We have to sit down as a leadership team and say, okay, where are we now? You know, I think if we know that the main goal is we want to try and as leaders lead in such a way that we give individual Christians who are part of our local churches as many connecting opportunities as possible. No, I like that. I think that's really and that's, true. That's what I have to do. And so depending on, you know, if it's if all of a sudden we're down to 10 people rather, you know, if we're going like I know one of the things that's happening here uh, in Saskatchewan is they're saying, well, now the school's starting, um, maybe we should, or the size of our group, small group should be 10 or less. So the, 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 the group size has shrunk. Oh, wow. Um, Didn't know because that. Because nobody knows what, what school's going to bring. We don't know. I mean, we don't know whether, you know, it, it could be, it could bring, a, bring about a resurgence of COVID-19 or that might not happen at all. We'll be a lot smarter by the time we get to October, November about answering that question. But right now, nobody really knows. True. So, so you, you've got to be kind of flexible to maybe change group sizes at, at your church or home sizes. Yeah, lots of things yeah. to, to consider. Yeah, and it's not only a matter of leaders being flexible, but it's a matter of training your congregation. It's good. Hey, we have to be quick on our feet. Uh, things, things can change. And we have to be, we're in this for the long haul, not the short haul. And this thing's not going to be over, you know, in the next couple of weeks. We're going to probably be dealing with this for another year or a year and a half in one way or another, two years maybe. And I think probably you would agree that honest communication, you know, being real about that and making sure you communicate is probably the, the biggest thing. Just right. not, not, not over-promising, not, you know, we'd all like it to be done tomorrow, but um, I think we have to be, you know, careful and, and making sure we guide. What, what do you think, you know, in this season, all the uncertainties, um, what do you think that God is revealing right now in the church? I mean, there's all the, you know, we could look at all the negative. We could look at all the, you know, the restrictions and difficulties, but, but what do you think God is showing us? What do you think he might be revealing to us? That's, that's even positive during this time. Well, I, I think, I think a number of things, I think that it's, it depends on what you want to do with it. I mean, it depends on how you want to, whether you want to respond to this or react to it. Um, I think that, again, it's forcing churches and believers to go back to the ABCs of what it means to be a Christian and the gospel. Um, what's really important here. I think that it's obviously uh, blowing apart a lot of programming uh, in churches, um, a, lot of, a lot of conferences, a lot of events. Not that a lot of those events weren't good events, but it's blowing those things right out of the water. Anything that involves any kind of a mass gathering right now is gone. So, so now you're back down to me, my Bible, and, and some, some believers and some fellow believers. True. Yeah. Right? And, uh, and how am I going to do? How am I doing with that? You know, I think it's an opportunity. Honestly, I think it's a real opportunity to grow. I think it's an opportunity to, to, to grow as a Christian and to, and to evaluate and say, well, what's really important here? And what does it mean to be the church? And, and I think some of the challenges we have with the church is, can we, can we reach into our communities in a time like this? Mm. Uh, can, we, can we reach into our city? I think there's opportunities yes. in terms of reaching into our communities, reaching into our cities, but they're not, they're not easy reaches. There's no real pat, easy answers here. 
we have to deal with fear. We have to deal with the fear of, you know, the people we're trying to reach. There's all kinds of things out there, but I think there's opportunities yes. um, out there for the gospel. And I think as leaders, we need to pray and, and ask the Lord and, and, uh, and I think God will give, give us some directions and maybe do some things that are out of the box. That's good. Yeah. No, that's really good, Dave. Um, and and I, I agree with you on that. Uh, I, I think we've always said that, you know, the light gets brighter when the world gets darker, right? And, you know, COVID-19 for many people who, you know, don't have the Lord and, and don't have what we have, even in family, I can imagine just how some people are isolated. So you're right. We have an opportunity to to be the Lord's love to them, to be care to them. I think we need to, to pray and consider that. Do you have any other wisdom for the church as they prepare for the future churches, leaders? And, you know, where do you think we should be investing right now? What would be um, the key areas that we should be looking at as leaders and as churches to invest in this season? Well, you know, you know, Ian, I, I mean, I think that COVID-19 is, is obviously giving us is made in some ways made life more difficult for us and made life more difficult for us as a church on the one hand. But I, I don't think, I don't think the real, the real game plan of being a leader, leading a church has changed. It's changed. We're just dealing, we're dealing with the, with a, with an enemy, with a foe. Point, Dave. Yeah. Um, but really what's, what, you know, in terms of me being a leader, what's the goal of my leadership? Go and make disciples. That hasn't changed. It's true. So what yes. you know what? And so I think we did. I don't think the the game plan is drastically different than what it was before COVID. I just think that we. Uh, I think what it's doing is it's sorting some things out. It, I think we're finding out how strong we are as churches. I think we're finding out. I think individual believers are finding out. Okay, where am I in my Christian faith? Where am, where am I in my Christian walk? So I think it definitely is shaking. So we're finding out what's shaking, what's not shaking. That's good. Whether it be in my own personal life as a Christian or my personal life as a leader or as a church. Um, but shaking is good. I mean, it you find out, you know, who am I? What do I believe? How strong am I as a believer? How strong are we as a church? What kind of community do we actually have? Mm. I mean, if 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 a church had a was weak on community, I think COVID-19 could destroy that church. But if you have a church that's strong on community, I think that the church will become stronger, not weaker. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think that the goal is the same. I need to figure out how to continue to encourage my people. I need to give them, I try to give them good teaching. We want to have good discipleship. Uh, we want to reach new people for Christ. Um, I think that we have some challenges. I mean, we had a staff meeting here just a few days ago, and we were talking about, you know, normally we would have a connections uh, classes to connect with new people that are coming to our church. Well, even the, over the last two weeks, we've noticed new people coming to our church. But then the question is, how do we connect with them now? Right. Uh, we can't just invite them to a connections class. So now what are we going to do? So we were talking about how can we do this? And we were strategizing. We didn't come to a, an immediate conclusion. But you know what? That's good. It is good. Uh, we, will fi- we will figure it out. You will. I, I, I believe this, Ian, that you don't know what to do in, in a certain area. Push your way into it. Just keep pushing your way in. Eventually, you figure it out. It's good. It's when you stop pushing. It's when you stop pressing in that you that you end up giving up or you're paralyzed. But I have found that even when I don't know what I'm doing, if I press into a problem, press into a problem, eventually I figure it out. God gives us that wisdom. God gives you direction. 
God, I believe that God leads, you know, we know that God steers a moving ship, right? And, and yes, we need to, we need to go. And I believe if we go, then God will direct our steps. If we're standing still, there's nothing to direct. It's good, Dave. Yeah. That's right. Good. So yeah. really the, the goals are the same. Our, our mandate hasn't changed. Our goals haven't changed. We want to make, we want to make people more Christ-like. We want to disciple our people. We want to win new people for Jesus. That's it. That's good. That's true. Right. And, and I think you're right in it. We can get all focused on the season or the difficulties, almost like, uh, you know, Peter out of the boat following Jesus gets all distracted by the wind and the waves, right? And begins to sink. And long as he kept his focus on Jesus and, and we know that, but it's just good to be reminded, Dave, I really appreciate what you share with us today, your thoughts, your encouragement. I wonder if you would finish by just really praying for the leaders and members of our network who you love so much and have invested in for so many years. If you would do that, that would be, be wonderful. Sure. I'd be glad to do that. Father, we just uh, praise you and thank you today. And we, we pray Lord for every church or every leader that would listen, any believer that would listen to this uh, podcast. We pray you would encourage them. Father, we pray you give them wisdom. Lord, I believe that you will give us wisdom. I believe father that, that you will, you will put our feet on, on straight paths if we acknowledge you in all our ways and trust in you with all of our heart. So, Lord, I pray that you, we know, Lord, that you are the God of encouragement. And I pray, Father, you would just encourage, Lord, every leader, every believer, every church, Father, in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we come against, Lord, the enemy of our soul who wants to discourage us, who wants to put fear in our hearts. Lord, uh, we don't need to be afraid. Father, we just need to put our trust in you. Yes. And Lord, I, I thank you, Lord, that we're, I believe that you will lead us by the Holy Spirit through this yes. time. And we believe that we'll come out with spoil. We'll come yes. out, Father, not just as we were before, we'll come out better than we were before. And so, Lord, we, I just pray that you'd strengthen, Lord, our leadership teams, our different leaders, and our yes. different churches. I pray for Ian today, that you continue to encourage and strengthen him as the team leader of LifeLinks. We pray for the LifeLinks Apostolic team. Thank you. That you continue to work in their hearts, giving them strategies and direction. Yes. For us as a network and lord we commit ourselves into your care in jesus name amen 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 thank you so much dave and uh really appreciate that prayer and really appreciate the interview today and and lord bless you and linda in this season as well and uh we just know god has good things for you as well and thanks to everyone uh today for for listening we really appreciate you uh tuning in and we again i want to encourage you to let other people know um, let your teams know, your other leaders. I think it's good for them to be able to uh, look at this content, listen to this content, and, and maybe consider what God has for us as a network. So thanks again. Thanks again, Dave. God bless you. And uh, we'll uh, be back at you next month. Look for another podcast. In the meantime, uh, go forward and let's believe God for good things in this season. Thank you for joining us for the LifeLinks Leadership Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at podcast at lifelinks.org.